This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 546. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me once again. Your loyalty is appreciated. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au and this week, DJI is set to reveal its latest professional drone. Amazon now offering tours of its fulfillment center, the robotic fulfillment center to be precise, and Roborock has unveiled its latest S8 flagship robot vacuums. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Kobo Ellipsa 2E e-reader, which is also an e-writer. Oppo has released a new affordable yet stylish 5G smartphone, and EcoFlow has re- released its River 2 portable power stations. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. If you're talking about a leading drone manufacturer, then DJI would certainly fit the bill. Uh, DJI, by the way, is short for Da Jiang Innovations. It's a, a, a Chinese company that is what I call the the apple of the drone world. They are without a doubt the best drone manufacturer in the world, most popular, great, great designs on their drones. And they sent out a little teaser a few days ago for their new professional drone. And they're saying it's going to be announced officially on April 13. That's in a few days' time. I'm recording this on Monday the 10th. So in a few days' time, and hopefully on, or you'll definitely read about it on Tech Guide, but also listen into next week's podcast. We can. I'm going to. I'm sort of predicting what they're going to announce. We'll we'll know if I'm if I'm right. And I'm going by a teaser that they sent out, and it was an announcement email that had a silhouette of a drone that looks remarkably like the professional Inspire drone. How do I know that? I own the Inspire 2, have had that for a few years. It was released actually uh, six years ago in 2016, nearly seven years nearly seven years ago, six and a half years, let's call it. It was November 2016 when the Inspire 2, the model that I own, was released. So it's been a long time coming having a professional drone. Now, what is a professional drone? This is a drone that is, A, obviously a lot more expensive, B, it's a lot bigger, uh, and C has a detachable camera system that offers incredible quality. That is feature film quality that, that it can produce. It's it's uh, rumor is it can it'll be able to shoot 8K video on its on its Zen Muse camera. But this is a drone that also has uh, has landing gear that actually rises up above the body of the of the craft to give the camera a full 360-degree view. Now, I've owned this drone, and I do have the Zenmuse camera on my on my Inspire 2. Uh, it, ha- it does have quite large props as well. And like, like the new one that we're expecting, as soon as you take off, 
the landing gear rises up gracefully above the body there and then the camera can have your full 360 view. And what you can also do with this drone is have two controllers. So you can have a master and a slave controller. So you can say, right, oh, we need to shoot this scene or we need to make these shots. And there'll be one person who can just worry about flying the drone and then the other person can have full control of the camera. That's how they do it in Hollywood. Now, this announcement, which uh, the, the teaser came through with the words inspiration arrived. So I think it's a no-brainer that it's going to be the latest Inspire drone. We're up to three, so it'll be called the Inspire 3. Uh, the time, they're going to have a live stream at 11 p.m. Uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time on April 13. So that's Thursday night at 11 p.m. They'll have the live stream to announce what we're expecting to be the Inspire 3. Now, rumors uh, have been flying around about this drone for quite a while, and apparently it is going to be fitted with the Zenmuse X9 full-frame camera, which is compatible with not only DJI's own uh, own lenses, but also Lumix lenses as well. Panasonic make those. And it will be able to record 8K video. Now, this is a big drone. It's quite large. Uh, it is also has incredible performance as well. Capable of speeds, and I've tried this a couple of times. There is a sports mode on this. Capable of speeds up to 94 kilometers an hour can go zero to 80 in less than five seconds. And I've uh, I've had a bit of a crack at this off the coast of uh, Maruba and Lurline Bay. And yes, it does move. So you've got to be, I think I'm a licensed pilot. So I've got a bit of experience flying drones. This isn't the sort of drone that a, that a newcomer could probably fly very well. There's, it's a big drone. So the, it, it's, it's a, it takes a bit to control it and, and to to judge where you can fly it and how you can fly it. So at the moment, people's impressions of drones are their consumer drones, which are the, the mini, uh, the, the little fold-up drones, the Mavic drones as well. They also take amazing photographs and video, shoot incredible video, but not to the level of and the quality of the Inspire range. That's why it's called the professional because it, it is quite expensive. Well, I'm, I'm expecting this Inspire 3 full package with a camera and everything to be well over $10,000. I think the drone itself may be around four to $5,000 on its own. But if you want to attach a camera, having a second controller and all those add-ons, it's going to, it's going to add up because it is a, a high quality craft that, ca- that flies remarkably well, uh, but can also has that, has the ability to have with the detachable camera to capture incredible quality video. Uh, and the other changes we're hearing about is that I think it'll still have the two onboard batteries. My Inspire 2 has two big batteries. Uh, it does need it because it is quite a big drone, needs a lot of power to fly. Uh, and that lasts up to about 30 minutes if you really push it. Might get you. I normally fly for about 26 minutes and land safely when it's about 20% battery left. But the Inspire 3 hopefully will have better battery life. Uh, they all, it will also, from, from some leaked patent drawings, I think it's also going to have foldable propellers. So anyone who's bought a DJI drone recently, the propellers are no longer just fixed. So what I mean by that is that they can actually fold in half and they naturally, when they when their motors start up, they do fly out and go full width and, then, and stay that way because of the centrifugal force. But uh, I'm pretty sure that the, the Inspire 3 
will have the foldable propellers. My Inspire 2 has the regular props, and the prop's about about 30 centimetres long. That's how big this drone is, and I've got four of those. So being able to fold them in half is actually handy if you want to store it. I, I carry, whenever I fly my Inspire 2, I do carry quite a large black box which is uh, has been designed to fit the drone in there, the batteries, the controllers, everything that I need is is has all compartments cut out to fit everything inside it. Uh, it is a it is a big drone, needs a big case to carry it, so it's a bit of a commitment. I'm really excited about this, the Inspire Three. It's been a long time coming. As I said, November 2016 is when they announced the Inspire Two. So we are. It's been a long time between drinks. I'm really looking forward to it. But while we're on the subject of DJI. There's been a lot of talk recently. You, you may have heard court talk about TikTok being banned by uh, the Australian government on government devices in the US. They've done that, so Australia naturally had to follow suit. The other thing I'm hearing is another ban of DJI. So they are, as I said, a Chinese company, and the ban has come from the US military. So the the issue is that uh, the U.S. military were using drone DJI drones for some exercises. Now their fear is that the these the secret locations and secret things they're doing with these DJI drones could end up back in the hands of the Chinese government because. As a Chinese government, the, the the saying goes that the reason TikTok is is one is going to be banned by government on government devices is because any Chinese company could has to obey the Chinese government. So if the Chinese government turned around and said, right, I want all the information about all your users, then that company is obliged to supply the Chinese government with that information. So that's where the fear comes. That's why TikTok is being banned on government devices. No problem if you're a customer. It's It, it collects no more data than Facebook and Google and all these other Instagram. The fact that it's Chinese is is, is making people panic a little bit. So DJI perhaps could be affected by this. It's not going to affect their consumer business, don't worry. I, when I read the headline, I'm thinking, oh, no, I want to still be able to buy a DJI drone. Uh, but it is not affecting customers. To customer sales, it is just the government military. They're not going to use it there. So uh, interesting to see how that one turns out. But more importantly, DJI are releasing the Inspire 3 Thursday night uh, Australian time. So you should uh, check that out. There'll be more information. There is uh, some the speculation story and our, and the little teaser they sent out too. There's a little image of the silhouette. Looks a lot like an Inspire. Looks exactly like my Inspire too. You should check that out. But also stay tuned to Tech Guide as well because we're going to have all the news after the announcement of the Inspire 3. So check it out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Now, be honest. How many times have you, especially during COVID, went to Amazon to order things? Remember, we couldn't go. We couldn't go to shops, and we were locked down. But we still needed stuff, and that habit really grew. Or well, for me personally, it did massively during COVID. But now, since COVID, I think a lot of us have kept the habit of buying stuff when we need stuff from Amazon. Now, if you're wondering where that all comes from, we actually, I did a story about one of the fulfillment centers in Moorbank uh, about three or four years ago, and I did a video from inside there as well, and it gave you a look behind the scenes at what's involved with the fulfillment center. Now, what Amazon has done is they're actually now opening their doors to their new Western Sydney fulfillment center, the robotic fulfillment center, and you're able to do a tour. It's free. 
you uh, you can do the tours. Uh, you need to be six or older. It's uh, just in time for the school holidays too. It's school holidays here in New South Wales. And if you live in New South Wales, of course, this is in Sydney's western suburbs. So Western Sydney at Kemp's Creek. This is where this robotic fulfillment centre is. And they're offering tours. So you can get in there. The tours are four days a week. So they run up to between 60 and 90 minutes at Kemp's Creek. They operate... 1.15 1.15 on Mondays and Fridays, 11.30 a.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays. You, there is a link on our story on Tech Guide if you do want to register. To You need to get there, get on, on the site and book your time. But you're probably thinking, well, what am I going to see? Well, it is actually rather fascinating. The Robotic Fulfillment Center, as its name suggests, has a lot of robots in there. So there are 2,000 robotic drives in the big fulfillment center, along with 1,500 staff. So they work together to pack, pick, and ship your orders. So if you're an Amazon customer, here's a way for you to get in there to see how your order goes from the click of your mouse to your doorstep and the process that that is involved at the Robotic Fulfillment Center. Now, the Robotic Fulfillment Center has a huge difference to a regular robotic center that I visited in Moorbank. And reason is more robots. Now, the robots themselves allow this facility to have 40% more product in the same space. And that means the, the the reason for that is because the robotic units actually fit so close together. Traditionally, what happens at a robotic at a fulfillment center is that your the products come into the center, they're scanned and stored. And those locations are scanned on a barcode. So if someone orders that particular product, then the person has to go and pick the product, pack it, and then ship it. Now, when it's picked that and the barcode scanned, the system already knows the size of the packaging, the weight of the packaging. And so when it's in the box, it knows just by the weight that it's the correct order. Then one of many ways to check it. And so with the robotic fulfillment center, rather than the human going to pick from the shelf, the shelf actually comes to them, and that's where the robots come in. So they drive these storage units to the location of the human employees to make it faster and easier for them to get that order together to ship it out. Now, uh, this to see inside one of these places is incredible, just, just for the sheer size of these warehouses. This, this warehouse, it spans 200,000 square metres across four levels, which is the equivalent of 24 rugby league fields. So it's rather large. It's the largest, in fact, the largest warehouse ever built in Australia. And it's the first robotic fulfillment center in the Southern Hemisphere. There are some in the Northern Hemisphere, in the the US and in Europe. First one in the Southern Hemisphere. And you have a chance to get in there behind the scenes to do a tour. It is it is, it is a real eye-opener. You get a real appreciation for the work involved and the, and the real size of the place, the number of products they've got in there. It really does. Uh, it will make for an entertaining 90 minutes, let's put it that way, and it's free. So if you want to find out more, if you wouldn't mind heading up on, on an Amazon tour, you can find out exactly where to do it at techguide.com.au.
Now, aren't robot vacuums the, all the rage right now? There are plenty of them on the market, and one of the leaders is Roborock. This is a new brand that's been in Australia for a couple of years now, and in fact, their last last year, their S7 series was rather popular here in Australia. Well, news is they've just unveiled the in Australia the S8 range of flagship robot vacuum cleaners, and they have more power and more features. There are three models in the lineup. There's the S8, which is just the vacuum on its own. There's the S8 Plus, which is the vacuum and, a, and an auto cleaning station. And there's the S8 Pro Ultra, which is the top of the line model with the top of the line auto clean empty system. Uh, the, the, they make up the three models and they cost, I'll tell you the price up front. The S8 is $1,199. The uh, S8 Plus, which is the robot and the cleaning station is $1,899. And if you want all the bells and whistles, the best auto cleaning station, the best robot vacuum, it's S8 Pro Ultra is $2,699. Now they're describing this as a hands-free cleaning experience. And it's because you don't need to do anything. You just can leave it alone. You can set it and forget it. It'll vacuum. It'll vacuum your carpets. It'll mop your floors. And with more, now with more suction than ever, it's got 6,000 PA of suction. It does have new dual rubber rollers as well. So it really improves the ability to pick up dirt and avoid those hair tangles that we see so often on other brands. So if you're a pet owner, good news there. Uh, it also though, is a mop. And the mopping system is uh, in, it uses the Vibra Rise system, which offers two vibration points. So when connected to the sonic vibration technology on board, that means the vibrations means it can scrub the floor three thousand times per minute. So you're getting a really nice, clean result, whether it's floorboards, whether it's tiles, any other hard surface, it'll know. And it'll also it also has a technology that actually has a brush. It raises the the brush system so that that you avoid the cross contamination. So it does it does keep that in mind. So what what it does it because it's a vacuum and a mop. When it comes back to the station, it, it's not gonna the the, the you're not gonna cross swords with the with the mop and the and the vacuum system. So it is a it does really uh, help with that. So it can lift automatically up to the brush lifts automatically up to five millimeters in the mop only mode, and uh, that that's so when it comes back to the dock, you it prevents that cross contamination. So they've they've thought of everything here. Now I mentioned the hands free system. The auto empty system means that it'll 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 vacuum your carpet, mop your floors for up to seven weeks. And in that time, you don't need to empty the dust bag or refill the reservoir because it needs water to do the mopping, right? So after seven weeks, you know, that's the first time you need to interact with this thing to empty the bag, maybe empty the reservoir, put fresh water in it, clean water in it, and off you go. So pretty good system, that one. It's going to be available from May. You can pre-order, though, the list of stores. There's Godfrey's, Mobile City, Robot Specialist, Roborock's online store, which we've provided a link to. And if you do pre-order, you do get a matching Roborock accessories kit valued at about 150 bucks. So if you're in the market for a new robot vacuum, and what we saw this at CES, by the way, so on our story, not only will you see the photos of the system, You'll also see the video that we shot at the Consumer Electronics Show 
back in January in Las Vegas. So uh, we've been on this one for quite a while, and it's finally coming to Australian shores. If you want to read more about it, you know where to go, techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. It's a new year and our digital generation continues to see a rise in cybercrime and data breaches. Don't leave your devices without protection or your personal information open to exposure. It's time to have a plan to keep your devices and personal information protected. Save your time and money should the unthinkable happen and your devices are at risk to cyber threats like malware, ransomware or viruses or your personal information being exposed to cyber criminals looking to trade your details on the dark web. Introducing Norton 360 Platinum with device security, a VPN for online privacy, parental controls and identity protection with dedicated restoration support and dark web monitoring. You have a comprehensive plan in place to help ensure your information stays in private. It's peace of mind for your devices and your identity. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to their dedicated identity restoration specialists to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. Norton 360 Platinum is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, or online at au.norton.com. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Kicking off our reviews this week in episode 546 is the Kobo Ellipsa 2E. Now, Kobo's been in the e-reader game for quite a while. They have uh, not only some great devices, but also a great online store. So they've got the, the store where from the device, you can actually look up and buy books and download them in seconds. Well, the latest version, the Ellipsa 2E, has a 10.3-inch e-ink touchscreen. So really nice big screen uh, so you can fit uh, plenty of words on the screen. And I like that because it's less page turns. If you're reading a book, if you've got a small screen and it's a big font, then you're turning the, you're clicking the screen, t- touching the screen to turn the page every every 20 seconds. With the Ellipsa 2E, that big screen means you can fit a lot more on it. And of course, offers uh, all the features and comfort you'd expect from reading uh, an e-reader like this. It has the Comfort Light Pro, which is actually designed to reduce blue light. And by doing that, also reduces eye strain. So it does have a way to adjust the brightness and the color temperature. And there's also a natural light feature, which will, your backlight for, or the, the backlight for the screen will imitate the light at that time of day. So if it's midday, it'll be bright. If it's in late in the evening, it'll be dimmer and a different color, just so that it doesn't interrupt interrupt your natural rhythms. So it's not going to be bright at the at light night time and perhaps keep you up. So it does. It, they're thoughtful enough to put that sort of feature in there. And as I said, being a Kobo, it is not only a premium reading device, but also a easy way to access your books through the Kobo bookstore. That's your gateway to millions of books including the latest releases, bestsellers, your favorite classics. Uh, So you can download that directly to the device via the built-in Wi-Fi in a matter of seconds. But this device also has the ability to write on the screen. So it does come with the Kobo Stylus 2. Now, we've seen similar devices from Kindle, the Kindle Scribe, 
released last year. We've also seen the Remarkable 2. So these are reading and writing devices. So rather than using paper to take your notes, you can use the device. So there is on the, in the Ellipsa 2E, there is a notebook section that allow you to create notebooks, uh, the folders. So you, you might have a folder full of notes that you can then arrange and uh, by name, however you want to do it. Uh, plenty of other things like if you if you need to just write things down, you want to be if you want to not not lose any of your ideas, you may, might need to make lists and to organise yourself. All this can be done and, in, and organised into folders. It can also convert handwriting to text as well. And also save everything in the cloud as well. So not only it's not just limited to the device, you can actually access all those notes and other information from the cloud on another device if you want to. Now the stylus itself is quite responsive and it does feel like writing on paper. The the screen has a slightly coarse texture to it, remarkably like paper. So you do get not only this incredible responsiveness, so instantly you're seeing your writing and drawing appearing on the screen, but you it also it feels the same as paper too. So if you were dragging a pencil or a pen across a piece of paper, you'll feel that same sort of texture, that same that same feel uh, when you're when you're writing. It does also on the back of the of the stylus has an eraser. So if you're using a normal pencil where the eraser is at the top, it, it works the same way as that. Turn it over and rub out what your what your mistake, and then go again. Now the a lot of people I like to know they like to read with a pen in their hand. So not only can you use this as a notebook to take down notes and lists and do whatever you want, but you can also use it to annotate text. So if you if you're that sort of person who likes to read with their pen in their hand or a highlighter, there is a way to do that. And and the stylus does actually have features for you to change the the nib to being just a a normal line, or you can change it to a highlighter so that you can highlight text rather, and you can still read the text through that highlight. So I know a lot of people who like to read books, they do like to take notes or write things in the margin. Well, you can do that with the Kobo Ellipsa 2E. You can also upload PDFs and other documents to the device and do the same thing. So if you want to annotate this, if you need to write, if you maybe you're working on a project and you need to write notes on a on a document, you can actually do that using the Ellipsa 2E and then be able to send it to whoever you need. Uh, there's 32 gig of storage on board as well. So that's enough to carry around your entire library. There's also Bluetooth on board. So you can actually pair your earphones and headphones to listen to audiobooks. So you can use that memory to download an audiobook from the Kobo bookstore and listen to the book through the, the, the Ellipsa 2E with your headphones or earphones that are Bluetooth connected to the device. They've thought of everything. So this is, uh, it's available now. It, do, it is really handy. If you're into your reading and, and writing, it, it's a good all-round device. Uh, it is also, Kobo have been very proud of the fact that they are very much uh, committed to sustainability. And they've made the Ellipsa 2E from recycled and ocean-bound plastic. They've also used recycled magnesium alloy as well. So they're really committed to uh, respecting the environment when making their products. It's made from a lot of recyclable materials. The Kobo Ellipsa 2E 
It's going to be available from this week, and it's going to be priced at $629.95. So if you did happen to pre-order, pre-orders are finished now, but those who pre-ordered, they will will receive a free $25 e-gift card. So you might be able to download a couple of books or buy a cover. For the Kobo 2, that's uh, that's also available. There is a link to the Kobo bookstore, and you can see pictures of the device and what it can do, and everything I've spoken about, my whole story, you can see at techguide.com.au. Okay, we're going from Kobo to Oppo. Oppo is the phone brand. We spoke about them a few weeks ago when they released their their flip phone, the Find N2 Flip. So Oppo are quite a player in the market here. So that the flip phone is their, their one of their flagship devices, but they haven't uh, they're really big in the entry level space as well. And the latest is the A78 5G. This is a phone that includes not only a 50 megapixel main camera, but also a feature that Oppo is famous for, and that's their fast charging, their SuperVook fast charging to be precise, 33 watts. So this is a device priced at just $359. So what do you get for your money? Well, you get a 6.56-inch color screen with 90 hertz refresh rate, dual speakers as well, dual stereo speakers, and a massive 5,000 milliamp hour battery. That's the, to the regular user, that's two days of battery life through that 5,000 milliamp hour battery. It is, I think customers are really in a winning position here because these entry level products have inherited all those flagship features that cost well over a thousand bucks three, four, and five years ago. It's filtering down to these products and companies like Oppo is really taking advantage of that and applying not only great design, that's what I like about the company, they've got a good eye and their products, they, they look stylish, they look premium, yet they're at this affordable price. Like this, the A78 5G, for example, it's just 7.9 millimeters thick, weighs just 188 grams. So it looks terrific, looks premium, looks flagship, and it's going to be available in two colors, glowing black and glowing white. So the the reason that it's called glowing is because of the, the, the polished rings around the camera module, and they've got what they call shining lights that creates a sense of sparkling light beams coming uh, from, from the cameras. So that is, uh, that's why it's called glowing black and glowing blue, because they tend to glow. They look like they're glowing thanks to these special, these little effects there. Now, on the camera side, there is, as I mentioned, a 50 megapixel main camera, two megapixel self-portrait lens, and an eight megapixel front camera also. Now, they have a feature called ultra clear image. Now, what this does, it uses an algorithm to upscale the resolution of your photos to 108 megapixel. So you take a 50 megapixel picture, it can upscale it to look to have the quality of a 108 megapixel image, which is similar to what TVs do. TVs, if you're watching standard definition, it'll upscale it and make it look like it's high definition. So it does add that detail to your photos. So pretty remarkable feature there. 
It also has AI on board. So it's got AI portrait retouching. So it'll, if you're taking a selfie, it'll look at you and, and trick it up, make it nicer. It also has AI scene enhancement. Same thing for your background and your surroundings. Also has ultra night mode. So you're not going to be limited to taking your photo or shooting your video if it's if it's pretty uh, low light situation. This thing can handle it. Now, it's powered by the MediaTek Dimensity 700 platform, has an octa-core processor, so it offers 5G performance. So this is a 5G device, 4 gigabytes of RAM, 128 gig read-only memory, so that's storage on board, but it does have expandable memory, so you can include a one terabyte, up to a one terabyte micro SD card in there as well. Now, I mentioned the 5,000 milliamp hour battery. This is also supported with the 33-watt SuperVOOC flash charge, which means this can be charged to 100% in just 67 minutes. Not hours. It's just over an hour. So if you're running low and you maybe need to go out for the evening, 67 minutes, boom, you're back to 100%. It does have also the all-day AI power-saving feature, so it does manage your battery performance and to not only give you better performance day to day, but also to give you overall longer battery life to preserve the battery health as well. It does also have a super power saving mode, which can save enough battery for emergency needs. It also has super night standby, which gets to know when you sleep, when you wake up. So it limits power consumption to just 2% during the night. Pretty good. The Oppo A78, Oppo, I should say, A78 5G, Three fifty nine bucks. You can get it now from Optus, JB Hi-Fi, Big W, Officeworks, The Good Guys, and Bing Lee. If you want to take a look at it for yourself, see that really nice design and all those features, check it out, techguide.com.au. Now... Portable power stations are really all the rage uh, lately. There's going to be, there's already been a few announcements. There's going to be even more. But EcoFlow, one of the leaders in this in this market, have just released their latest River Two range. These are portable power stations that can provide energy on the go. So if you love the outdoors, you love camping, you want to get out there, but you still want to power, charge your laptop, power some lights, power a little mini fridge, you can do that with one of these River 2 power stations. There's three in the model, three ranges, uh, three models in the range, I should say. River 2, River 2 Max, River 2 Pro. And they have 256 watt-hours, 512, 768 watt-hours, respectively. So the higher it goes, the more expensive it is. Uh, and it is a really practical way of getting your power. So it allows you to not only if you're out camping, but just think about this scenario if you have a blackout at home. What's the first thing you worry about in a blackout? Oh, no, the fridge. We're going to lose all our food. It's going to spoil. Well, guess what? If you've got a, the EcoFlow River 2, plug the fridge in and turn on the battery. It's going to power your fridge for hours, uh, maybe up to a whole day. So it does really provide that sort of solution, even if you're not a camper, even if you don't want to be out there in the great outdoors, although a lot of people, the main use of this is to do just that, you can still have this on hand at home in that sort of emergency situation there where you can still power things even in a blackout. Now, each of these batteries have a, they come with a five-year warranty. They also use uh, the safer and long-lasting LFP battery. That's the lithium ferrous iron 
ferrous oxide, I think they call it, battery, which is a lot safer, can perform more than 3,000 cycles, which means if it's used daily, it's going to last 10 years at least. So it's going to power you well into the future. And as I said, it can power fridges and lights and recharge your mobile devices, cameras, drones, other devices. It does also include the Xtreme technology, which can recharge up to five times faster than similar products on the market. In fact, users can recharge the standard River 2 model in just one hour from zero to 100%. The River 2 Pro can be charged in just 70 minutes. So the there is the range. There's the River 2 which is priced at two, 649 bucks. That's got the 256 watt hours, weighs 3.5 kilos. River 2 Max has the 512 watt hours, weighs 6.1 kilos, and is 1,099 bucks. At the top of the line, the River 2 Pro is uh, has 768 watt hours, 800 watt output, weighs 7.8 kilograms, and is priced at 1349 bucks. So you can see that good, better, best range there if you want to see all the stats and all the pricing and even images of the EcoFlow River 2 series. You can do that at Tech Guide. Uh, there is, they're available from Harvey Norman, Amazon, Anaconda, Total Tools, and Battery World. So plenty of choices there. But as I said, if you want to take a look for themselves and re- re- uh, remind yourself of the pricing, you can do that at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad-band whole home mesh system opening an exclusive all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk brought to you each and every week by our good friends at Belkin. Now, Belkin sell so many products that are useful, whether it's stuff for your iPhone, your Samsung device, screen protectors, earbuds and headphones, MagSafe and magnetic accessories, chargers for your Apple Watch, for your phone, portable car chargers, the best quality cables you can find as well, AirTag accessories, adapters, you name it, you can find it at belkin.com forward slash AU. Now, I had a really interesting email from a reader uh, late last week, and they were asking about they had a couple of questions. They said, well, they don't have their own Wi-Fi at home. They just run everything off their mobile phones. And whenever they need to go to update their phones with a lot of the apps need updating, they go along to their local shopping center and tap into their Wi-Fi. Now, that's all well and good. Their question, though, two questions. Number one was, how come when we get home, some of the apps don't work? To answer that question, 
they've probably set the apps to only work on Wi-Fi. You can specify in the settings what you want to work everywhere, whether it's 4G, 5G, or on Wi-Fi, and you can also specify apps that will only work on Wi-Fi. So I said you've probably set these these apps that aren't working in your home where there is no Wi-Fi to just work on Wi-Fi only. You'll need to switch that so they can use the mobile network. Now, the other question they had really interestingly was, they did have a, a vacuum cleaner. There was obviously a smart vacuum cleaner because they kept seeing in the Wi-Fi settings a wireless network, and it happened to be related to this vacuum cleaner brand. Now, the vacuum cleaner in question is a Chinese brand, and my reader was concerned that the vacuum was somehow spying or because he could see this wireless network, why why is that needed? Now, I did explain that the vacuum would probably have a companion app to make it so that you can monitor it, the battery level, whatever you need to do. And it is not unusual. In fact, all smart devices generate their own little Wi-Fi network. So when you connect your phone to that network, you're able to onboard the device to your wireless network. So it's normally a matter of find this in your settings. Okay, you're connected now. Type in your password to your to your network, and then and that'll bring that device to your home network. So nothing sinister there. You've got nothing to worry about. Then Chinese aren't spying on you and sending your information. Uh, you do you you. It's no different to a lot of other smart devices that do the same thing. But my suggestion is perhaps. Get or get the NBN, connect your connect Wi-Fi and run all your smart products, your phones and everything however you want at home. Having I'm surprised by the number of people who don't have the NBN, whether it's a they don't want it, they don't need it, or they just haven't thought to connect it. Uh, life's a lot easier if you do have a fast internet connection and Wi-Fi in your house because you're able to do so much more, including not having to go to the shopping center to update your apps. That is the end of our show. Thank you for sticking around to the end. We do appreciate it. Uh, you can read about everything we've spoken about uh, that on the show on at techguide.com.au. So if you need some more information, you might need some pricing or a link to where to buy a product. All the information of everything I've spoken about is at techguide.com.au. And please, we love to hear from you. So get in touch with us. Send us an email at info at techguide.com.au or even easier, click on the Ask Stephen icon on the homepage on the right-hand side of the site. That will open up a form. Fill out your name, email address, your message, and that will get hit my email, my inbox, so I can get back to you with any inquiries you have. And I might even read out your question, talk about your question on the Tech Guide Help Desk. We also go on to give a special shout out too to our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. So important. Please support the great companies that are supporting the Tech Guide podcast. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 